0: Cinema Vino. This is going to be another solo broadcast. Solo Movino due to the coronavirus and everybody being in isolation. Next time uh, we may do a uh, podcast via telephone just because we have that technology. We may get drunk via FaceTime. What a time to be alive. Um, It'll be good to hear from the boys again. I know it's always tough to be isolated, but it'll be for the best, so Hopefully everybody's hanging in there, and doing their best to get through it, and hopefully as many people as humanly possible avoid getting sick. So, yeah, we'll, we'll hope for the best for everybody out there. Um, so one thing I may do right now is uh, get, lay out some um, comfort movies. You know, people like to watch easier fare, you know, I don't want to say like junk food movies, but like, you know, basically it's what they are. They're easier movies to, to get through. You know, they're fun. They're less demanding. And so I was going to lay out a few movies from the last couple of years that, you know, maybe you've missed, um, that are out there and streaming that might be kind of fun. So, yeah, just to give you some stuff to get through the time. Movies are always a good way to do that, you know. This is a great time to be isolated, and there's not really any perfect time, but at least now we have a lot of stuff to watch and, you know, a lot of music to listen to. (laughs) So, we at least have some stuff to occupy us, those of us who were lucky lucky enough to have high-speed internet and, you know, subscriptions and stuff. Um, So, yeah, Crazy Rich Asians is one movie that I saw. It's one of the first movies I reviewed from my website, uh, moviereviews.us. And it's a fun little romantic comedy. Um, I like a lot of romantic comedies. It requires you to kind of suspend your disbelief. Uh, It's about an Asian couple... Um, well, I say that she's an American, I believe he is from Singapore originally, but they date for a year and then on the way to Singapore to meet his parents, he springs the news that he is, uh, from one of the wealthiest families in the world. And so you kind of have to put aside the fact that in this modern age that nobody is going to date somebody for a year and not know anything about them. And not at least give a look to Google to make sure they're not dating, you know, a serial killer. So (laughs) pretty much anybody who's worth their salt is going to do some research and figure out that this guy is worth billions of dollars. And that's kind of a dickhead thing on his part, too, to make her go that far into the relationship to where she's committed and he not say anything about who he really is. But once you get past that, and again, you have to put that aside to enjoy it. um, It is a fun movie. It's a cute movie. It's kind of the modern day, you know, fairy tale. So that's one to look at. It's out there everywhere on streaming. Um, Old Man and the Gun, that's actually Robert Redford's last movie. Um, And so, yeah, there's another movie called The Mule with Clint Eastwood where he's, you know, an old man who gets drawn into crime. This is Robert Redford's version of that. It's a lot more fun. It has a lot more of a light touch to it. Sissy Spacek is also in there. It has a good cast. I believe Danny Glover's in it. There's quite a few people you're going to recognize who pop up in roles. And it's just kind of an enjoyable, um, easier-going crime movie. It's a good movie for Robert Redford to retire on because it kind of captures his personality in one in one movie. So that's The Old Man and the Gun. And again, it's easy. It's it's not a heavy-going movie. I think you'll enjoy it. It's just a fun, you know, make an afternoon out of watching it kind of thing. Um, and this one, the next one might be kind of confusing because it's like I didn't necessarily give this movie the best review, but now it kind of fits the times. There was a horror movie about a year ago called Greta and uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, I think that's how you pronounce it, and Isabel Humpert. Um, some people, you might, you might know their faces, but may not know their names, but it's a little kind of a single white female except it's more of a it takes on more of a mother-daughter dynamic where a young woman is in the city she's lonely yada yada there's an older woman who forms a very unhealthy connection with her like wants to basically be clingy and close to her to the point of being deadly um and again it's just a you know i gave it three out of five which generally for me three out of five is a pass but it's like, eh, in the right mood at the right time. Some of those three out of five movies, they, they you know, you might just sit and watch them. They're not a movie that, for me, a three out of five, a six out of ten, whatever you want to call it. They're not movies that I want to seek out necessarily. I don't want to go out of my way. But if it pops up on TV, if it pops up on streaming somewhere, if it pops up on Netflix, it's, you know, again, it's a fun, it's an undemanding little movie, you know. It, it's a good popcorn movie. So Greta is another one that you might want to look at just for the heck of it. It's one that kind of went under the radar. Late Night, I know that Late Night probably had some fans. Um, That's another movie that's kind of fun. It's a good date movie. Um, And, you know, we're doing date movies at home for the time being, and that's one that would be good with dinner and then do Late Night. Seth Rogen, um, Charlize Theron, it's kind of that unlikely. You know, Seth Rogen's kind of made that, you know, uh, knocked-up kind of dynamic where he's the schlub who gets the, you know, quote-unquote unattainable girl. Uh, Charlize Theron is, like, I have to believe the Secretary of State. And they're old childhood buddies, and they reconnect, and it's like the, <laughs> I forget who sang the song, um, Rick Springfield. Somebody's like, is she really going out with him? Um, they kind of form that dynamic. Um, and it's kind of also a fun fairy tale. You have to suspend disbelief that that, that would really work, you know, that, that basically somebody who's so powerful and so close in line to the presidency is going to be hooked up with a schlub who's wearing, like, mall-walking windsuits. But it's fun. It's funny. It's surprisingly well done. And, again, it's not something you have to think real hard about. And, yeah, that's a good one to stream. Um, Peanut Butter Falcon, another one that's kind of it's an uplifting movie. Uh, you know, it's about... Um, oh, I just <laughs> went blank on his... A name, Shia LaBeouf is a drifter, there we go, got his name, um, and just kind of an aimless, you know, misanthrope, I think would be a good word to describe him, set in the south, um, he's kind of wandering, traveling, searching, and he uh, comes across a young man with Down syndrome who is, has escaped from the nursing home where he lives, and they kind of embark on a, on a journey together. And they, you know, it's, it's the classic road trip thing where they learn a lot about each other, yada, yada. But it's, you know, showing someone with, um, you know, Down syndrome, showing that, is, it puts a different spin on it. And it's, it's kind of a cool, uplifting story. And so it, I, it didn't get a lot of attention at the time it came out. But it's actually quite a good movie. It really is. It's, it's, a, it's an enjoyable, uh, has a great sense of humor in a lot of parts of it but also a good message behind it, you know, that, <laughs> that everybody has something to contribute. Nobody should be marginalized, but it does it in a way that's not obnoxious. It doesn't beat you over the head with its message. So Peanut Butter Falcon is another good one to look at. There was a movie that came out about, now about two years ago, called Eighth Grade. Bo Burnham directed it, and Elsie Fisher, Fisher plays the lead part. And it's basically, there, there's been a, a lot of movies that have come out in the last few years that deal with middle school that junior high time period, which is just awful for everybody. I think anybody that tells you that that part of life is fun is lying. But, you know, it's it's a girl's trip from, I believe it's eighth grade into high school. And that kind of time period of just awkward, gangly, you know, self-discovery. And it's funny, it's cringy. It's funny in a cringy way. It's like any, I think anybody, everybody who's lived through that time period will just wince. The laugh and wince at the same time. I'm like, ugh, you know. It's like we've all been there, and it's it's a good movie. It really. is so intelligent, so patient, so well done. That's and that's a great debut from Bo Burnham as a writer and director. Um, you got to wonder how, how a thirty-ish year old man writes so well for a preteen girl. But um, he said in interviews that that was his. He was channeling his own issues with anxiety and depression. So. You know that that's art. It comes out in weird places when you're a writer, so you never know. But eighth grade, that's a good movie to check out. Um, <laughs> there's a movie called "Isn't It Romantic" with Rebel Wilson. This came out also about a year ago, um, where a woman gets knocked on the head, and she wakes up and she's in every cliche romantic comedy ever, uh, from Pretty Woman to pretty much every Julie Roberts, Sandra Bullock. Reese Witherspoon vehicle gets bundled into into this movie and she lives all of them um, you know where the big music comes up and she's always perfectly dressed and she she works an everyday job but lives in a million dollar apartment kind of thing like all the cliches get addressed so anybody who's a fan of romantic comedies will enjoy this you know it's 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 not the greatest movie in the world but it's also not the worst movie in the world it's, it's a fun just you know put it on have a good time you know pop some popcorn kind of thing. Um, Another one to check out, and there'll be a couple in here that are a little heavier going, but that, you know, that, again, they can't all be lightweights. Uh, There was a movie out last holiday season called They Shall Not Grow Old. Peter Jackson did uh, a World War I film where they restore footage, and they play uh, audio from the actual interviews done much later of the veterans of the, Western Front, they talk about their, you know, their life out there in the trenches. It's amazing, it's meticulous, it's technically flawless, how they colorize footage from World War One. they bring it to life, they add foley, they add explosions, you know, it, it feels like you were there, right down to the birds chirping, the wind blowing. So, World War One has never felt so immediate, but, you know, because obviously we've had decades of footage of just silent, grainy footage that... that you know, is puts a mute button to everything, and so Peter Jackson really brings it to life with this film. They shall not grow old. That would be a good um, companion piece to 1917, um, Sam Mendes' movie that just came out on streaming, uh, wherein they show two soldiers in the trenches navigating their way through things, um, delivering a message to the front lines. Again, it's a very harrowing, stark movie about what it was like to be in World War one and to be in that you know horrible you know combat situation where you know that's where they came up with the term shell shock was from being stuck in those trenches so a little heavier going movies but you know and it's they're great movies they, they really bring home you know a part of history that kind of got overshadowed by World War Two and some of that's the technological leaps that were made in World War II, I mean, you had sound pictures, you had, you know, color movies, you had great technology. I mean, that's where the movie stars came about. The John Waynes, you know, the Gregory Pecks, the big movie stars could do those World War II movies. And so I hate to say glamorized, but they got they're more romanticized in film history. So World War One hasn't gotten the same treatment. But these two movies really give a good look at that, that particular war. So those would be two movies. Uh, they Shall Not Grow Old, 1917. Those would be good movies to watch together um, for anybody who had relatives, distant relatives. My dad's dad fought in World War I when he was a teenager. But I imagine a lot of people have grandfathers, great-grandfathers, so on, that fought in that war. So brings it home. It's kind of like Band of Brothers, which is on HBO, and everybody should watch um, for anybody who had relatives in World War II. You know, that really brings home that conflict and gives you a good idea of what they went through, especially when they cut away to the actual people who are characters within the story, you know, and they're, as older men, narrating what they went through and what it was like. So, you know, it really brings it home. So two two heavier movies to watch, but these are just a few movies that, that I would recommend that may have slipped under the radar in the last couple of years that, You know, you can go back and stream and enjoy. So, And we will cover some more stuff on our next podcast with the boys. And I will probably go through and do a list for the websites, moviereviews.us. And you can... We can go through history, through some of the movies over the years that are good. Good movies just to put on and watch and enjoy and just have a good time. And just make the most of being stuck at home. But, you know, which... I, you know, I don't mind up to a point, just like everybody else, you, you realize how much you miss being able to go out and socialize and do what you want, so, but, you know, this will have an end point, this will, this will be over some, some point, and we can, again, hopefully not take it for granted as much, <laughs> the things that we had before, but, yeah, look for another list on the website. And, you yeah, you can listen, rate, subscribe to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your, your podcast. Give us a good review. Help us out there. Give us a five-star rating. Um, and, yeah, we will see you guys really soon, probably again via telephone. And then we will be back together getting boozy in the same room as soon as we can. But, yeah, everybody, you know, stay home. Stay away from germs. Stay away from sick people. And stay safe. And we will see you soon.